This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Disaster Girls. It is I, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And we have returned with one of our patented double doses of NBC's La Brea. Oh, every time I return to 10,000 BC, I'm Mm -hmm. just like happier than ever to be there. I, I really I find that like as soon as I hear people start talking in the show, mm-hmm. there's just a specific way that people in La Brea communicate with each other that I'm immediately like, oh, thrilled to be back. Like, it's, it's great. It's, it, it's, it's the, the great thing about how ridiculous this show is and the specificities of like how it moves with its pacing and emotionally is I don't have to wonder if I'm going to like the episode based on what happens. As long as they're just so La Brea about everything, I know I'm going to have fun. There's, you know, when you're talking about dialogue, you talk about dialogue having like the first level, which is what people are saying, and then the second level, which is what they mean. (laughs) And what I love about La Brea Mm -hmm. is that the first and the second level are just right next to each other. They're right next to each other. I mean, what they mean might be different than what they're saying, but most (laughs) of the time it's being conveyed so thoroughly through body language, that Mm -hmm. second level, that it might as well be more dialogue. Like every time Scott... I was going to say, Scott, for example. Stoner guy opens his mouth. You're just like, Mm -hmm. "Hmm, you, sir, are up to something. And I know this because your body language is extremely shifty and you're muttering to yourself. But let's go with your dialogue. That everybody, that nobody around Scott would be like, you need to fucking tell us what's going on. Like, really? Like, Mm -hmm. the, God, I forget her name. The former kidnapper. Oh, Veronica? Yeah, Veronica's like, hey, tell me what's going on. The fact that she buys his bullshit excuse about he hasn't been like a sufficiently strong hunter gatherer for the tribe. And that's why he wants to go rob the villagers Mm -hmm. because the villagers very rightfully came back to get Silas because he needs to face tribe justice. And they were like, oh, no, we let him run off with Gavin, who's in the camp now. We're going to we swear to God, we swear to God, as soon as they get back, because he's definitely coming back. We're going to hand Silas over to you. And thankfully, the leader of the tribe is like, no more of your bullshit excuses. We're taking the food we gave you. You are lying to us. Ty just keeps insisting that he's like charming enough. To, like he's just he's just manipulating this woman at this point. He's like, just yeah. trust me, trust me. I'll I'm a man. I'm gonna keep my word. It's like, but the thing is, you haven't. And yeah, when, so I don't have any keep saying the relationship we had or the re- relationship we have, and it's like, dude, you have been down here for nine days. Yep, nine. There is my God. This you are talking about this relationship like you're two people on Bachelor in Paradise. It really is. It moves at the speed of like Love Island. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what? That might be maybe maybe like that's exactly who is watching this show that it's like, how how did it get a second season? It's just people who are the the Venn diagram of they are not online and they love The Bachelor. Like it, and that yeah. is a gargantuan audience that could absolutely get a narrative show renewed. 
And if you like the emotional pacing of people set up on a reality show to fall in love with each other, you will be right at home in La Brea. <laughs> that is truly how it works. Yeah. No, I think that's actually, as somebody wow. who watches The Bachelor, um, yeah, I think that that might actually be it. I think you might have solved it right there. It's like at once, like it appeals to like reality TV relationship show fans. And also mm -hmm. it's like the perfect franticness for like the TikTokified attention span. Well, I was going to say that has... it's it's more like this is the the prestige sci-fi show for people who don't watch prestige sci-fi shows. It's, like it is the people like, who are watching this are not watching House of Dragon or Rings of Power. It's not people who are watching Succession. It's people who are watching Billions. This yeah. is this is Billions level prestige, and it move like it just skips through issues and and emotional connections so quickly. If you suffer from a short attention span, if you're one of those yeah. people who like can't watch movies anymore because they're too much of a commitment, but then you'll watch 12 fucking hours of television in a row. La Brea moves at the exact speed to keep you captivated. It's, I feel like it's accidentally hacked the modern audience's mm -hmm. viewing needs. I, I think that I, I, I actually, I'm on board with that. I think so. Like it's, it, it's for the brain worms. But what's funny is that this show is no different than shows that did air in like the early 2000s prior to our sort of the the streaming era's shortened ascension span and binge watching. This feels just like all of those. This feels so it does. network TV. It does. It feels I think super network. That's partly what I love about it is how yeah. much of this feels like the comfort food of I'm going to watch like I'm going to watch must see TV on Thursday night. And then from the 10 to 11 o'clock hour, we've got you know, there are one hour drama after four hour after four sitcoms in a row. And this yeah. is my one hour drama. Which yeah. Granted, must see TV Thursday nights was always ER. But that's beside the point. No one needs to fact check me on this. Um, the point being that, yeah, this feels so much like that throwback and that pacing that we used, but even more insane because of the fact that, yeah, it's been nine days. But I mean, these characters, everyone has. And yeah, I yes. You know, yes, there are situations that will, you know, trauma bonding and all of that. Like, however, I think it goes really fast. From, uh -huh. I need to get back to my husband, Gavin, who was not like she goes from my I want to divorce my husband to mm -hmm. Gavin was not wrong and he was not crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I got to get back to Gavin. I love him. Yeah, I'm going to send him a note in a bottle. Yeah. To Levi, let's bone in this jail cell in a in a in a work camp jail cell yeah they, which by the time that we get re so th that happens at the end of episode two and at the beginning of episode three they have completely like i have never in my life been so horny that i would forget that i am in a work camp i and you know that because gavin gets the shit kicked out of him at one point by the guards and he has to like limp his way out of there and they make their great escape you know by the start of next episode uh -huh. it's gonna be gone oh 100 he's gonna be healed Oh, yeah. Through the great healing powers of 10,000 BC. When Scott lists all the things that um, Josh has survived of like, well, you know, he survived. He survived being attacked by wolves yep. and mauled. And then he mm -hmm. just goes down the list. It's like, yeah, that's all been in a week. That's that was a week. That took yeah. a week. I mean, Dr. Dad, I don't know if he's kicked his heroin addiction, the, the heroin addiction you and I have thought he has. Right. But or that he has successfully managed his yeah. uh, anxiety. Of course. Yeah. Any of these things. Time just moves differently in 10,000 mm -hmm. BC. 
you know, it's like in the Bible when they say like, oh, Moses lived to 475 years old. Mm -hmm. He was moving at the speed of La Brea. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's La Brea is the key, the keystone to the Bible. really. (laughs) And I love any time a care. I one of the best things about this show is when a character meets meets people. Mm-hmm. Because then they give us, they get the exposition greeting. Yes. So like when Gavin arrives at camp, we have to get a summary of events and people by someone to Gavin. Mm-hmm. It is so reliable. And ever and it's the same like cadence of delivery every time. It's a total like, here's what you missed on Glee, like explanation. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It, that it every time. And like, like we're talking about like the emotional speed of things, like the, in this episode, Veronica started like, uh, oh, like it looks like a proto relationship with the uh, angry guy. Oh and, yeah, with with Mary Beth's drug dealer yeah, son. With, with the drug yeah. dealer son, and she also like because th- with Gavin obviously came Ella, who was the little girl that she was in the cult mm-hmm. with. And the little girl, now grown up, Ella, has come back because she wants to save Veronica from harm. She sure is going to come to her. And Veronica's like, you shouldn't have come. Fuck you, get out of here. And then Ty goes up to her and he's like, I'm going to have a talk with this girl because this is so Ty. And he's like, hey, she's like, I don't want to talk about Ella. And he's like, let's talk about Ella. She's like, there are things I've done. I haven't been through. He's like, believe me, I understand. It's like, you don't. You don't know this person. No. Because it also it has only been nine days. And also people have only talked to Veronica for like one and a half of them. Veronica yeah. has been on the margins. Veronica is not part of the clique. I mean, well, so, okay. Ty has known Ella, has talked to Ella for like all of four, four to five days. And then Ella lived 30 some odd years of her life. Yes. And then came back and. I, I don't fault Ty because Ty's I mean, entire it's gotta be like 45 years. Like Gavin's like Gavin's like a handsome getting okay, like fine. close 40, to middle like, aged dad. Well, we can do the math on this. So 1980, like, 1988 to 2002. I hate to tell you just Jordan. That's only 34 years. But they also probably got there when they were around like 10. Mm-hmm. So they were like Mid-20s. No, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm I'm just saying like it's been 30 years, but, but it's still like to me the idea of 1988 yes. only being 34 years ago is an yes. insane statement in so many ways. Yes, crazy, crazy. Right. So the but the point is, yeah, there's been 34 years of her life that has gone on since the five to seven days she knew Ty. Absolutely. And I get that that would be difficult to like readjust, but also at this point you're dealing with so much that you just kind of got to be like whatever yep nope new rules in place again new rules new rules every five seconds you have to assume in la brea there's new rules Uh uh-huh and i'm always surprised when people are like wait i don't understand how could there be new rules it's like it's like that's the only constant in all of your lives is that there are new rules every day yeah and are you are you like feeling more and more sure all the time like i am that Veronica and the little girl were definitely in a creepy sex cult. Like they were definitely like sexual slaves. Like the way that they talk around it's, this thing, the way they talk around it is so it's such a problem at this point. If they're, they can't keep, I know they think that they're teasing us a mystery, but also I was like, are they dropping it? I thought by the third episode, I, I was did too. so sure that they I thought were like, we were, we're just never going to hear about it again. I thought that was going to go the way, go off to, to Ione Sky Island. Like, yeah. Like 100%. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't think they know 
the writers know that they're necessarily writing it. It makes it sound like they're in a weird right, sex like, cult. We're going to hear, like, it's going to be revealed as the most benign. Like, yeah. kidnapping is not benign. But, like, beyond the obvious, you know, trauma of kidnapping, it's going to be the most, like, uninteresting answer. But they are setting it up. Every bit to be like, because Veronica clearly is riddled with guilt for the particip- like participatory role she played in how the little girl Ella was brought into whatever fucking circumstance they're in. And now she's talking about like, I've, I've done things that can't be forgiven. I've done terrible things. I've done terrible things. It's like yeah. you you're doing like a go away old yeller. I don't love you thing to Ella because of what you say you were responsible for happening to her when she was a kid what did like you clearly were not like you were even if you were a you were a victim also you were like top tier in the pyramid scheme of nexium where you were I was also about to bringing say, this in is some alice and mac kind exactly. of exactly you were bringing in yeah. slaves because you had ascended to be like keith rainier's favorite so you were like a victim and an abuser but Mm -hmm. like the more you shadow box around this topic the more it definitely sounds like you are responsible for bringing a girl in little girl who was like raped by at least one man maybe a community i don't know yeah it's um it's really like i don't think that's what they intend this to sound like um and we do like we see Veronica in, I want to say it's episode three she uh, the, of season one where she hits Lily. Yeah. For talking to the, like, she hits her. And so I feel like what we're going to find out is that it's all of the, the things I've done is basically that she helped kidnap Lily and then yeah. that she hit her that one time. Right. But everything she says sounds like she's referring to something much more deeply disturbing really intricately disturbing and the show had so moved away from that in season one like they moved away from it pretty pretty quickly by the time (laughs) that we speed of la brea exactly like we had completely left that behind by episode like the guy their prison their their warden yeah he dies in the first episode so okay goodbye yeah and then by episode like five lily's really integrated in and then veronica leaves and like it seemed as if we were going to move away from it and like as we went into season two, I really thought they were going to kind of retcon it um, because we haven't seen that. Like we're now at episode three. We haven't seen the handprint motif come back. No. You know, that went with Silas. Yeah. That's off with Silas. Um, we're now, we have our new mystery box of the, the exiles, which is the evil tribe. And yeah. then who are like enslaving people to harvest what they, what they are saying is a fuel. What Gavin says was a fuel source that they used at his tribe. And I'm like, are you talking about coal? Yeah. Are is you talking coal? about, is this coal? Is this coal? Yeah. Um, it's just nobody, like nobody's looking at it being like, you, so we're heart, we're mining coal. Yeah. Like that's what we're doing here. It, it was, as soon as he said, I recognize that we used it for fuel. I'm like, oh, well that makes it much less mysterious. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's is not unobtainium. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, God, nope. We're not, we're not mind. on Pandora. This is not home tree. Yeah. So it's coal. It's coal. But I mean, like, it's not. It's going to be magic coal. Because obviously uh, the couple of little, like, breadcrumbs they give us about what's going on in the tower is that the um, Scott has to steal a key card. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Which, like, I'm sorry. The fact that in 10,000 BC, he is doing, like, a a heist for a key card. Yeah. Is great. Um, That's 
just you're telling absurd. me that tower that like people probably intentionally went back to 10,000 BC so they could harvest whatever this rare yeah. mineral they're not using like bio scan technology right like an eyeball scan and some fingers no yeah no 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 we're using a metal key card that's called the lazarus project yeah so i i don't i still i mean okay that's resurrection so are we talking about like resurrecting animals i don't know i don't care but for some reason they need this magic rock yes so i'm assuming that the magic rock powers the thing that then creates the reanimated whatevers yeah I still don't know that I care particularly. No, I like the, the idea my that the lowest level of interest this, yeah. is because even if that has something to do with how people can maybe because like I think that they probably I think that they're like if they haven't, they're on their way to like harnessing being able to create a portal on demand like a Stargate yeah. so yeah. people can go back and forth. I don't particularly care about who gets out of 10,000 like. No, I, stay. Have the show just take place in 10,000 BC. Like, I don't need them to get back to the present timeline to confront the government. Like, it, I. Yeah, I don't need them to stop the conspiracy. I don't. No. I, I don't need any of that. I need more curly haired guy yelling, I was an accountant. Yeah. Just, That's God, what I need. I hope we end up learning more about him than any other character through single lines of dialogue shouted once an episode. We've already gotten more time cumulatively with him than we have with the gay couple that's now disappeared. So yeah. They're, they're, they've disappeared. They've disappeared. I I love that. I love that. This was so, this is so La Brea. When people are so, like you said, the thing that people say versus the thing that they mean, the, the chasm in those two things, I think hits its, maximum in this two episode stretch where Gavin and Levi and Eve have all gotten out of the work camp and they're about ready to be back at HQ. Oh my God. Gavin. Gavin. So fucking dramatically and ominously way he could possibly deliver the information. I like had assumed he, I, I thought I was sure he had already said it and I had forgotten because it would be the first thing you would say when you see the mother of your children again, he's like, Eve, before we get there, I've got, I have to tell you something. And she turns around, she's looking, it's about Izzy. Any logical person at that moment would assume catastrophic yeah. harm had come to the child. He had just so threateningly introduced into this conversation. And she's just, fucking staring at him of course like yeah what gavin what what have is she okay and he's like she, she's okay dramatic pregnant pause you'll see for yourself when he said it that way i was like that what? is the worst way to convey that information what for yourself you'll just see her there's yeah. nothing additional to see she's she's unharmed she's okay there's nothing you'll discover in addition to the presence of Izzy, just be like, Eve, before we get back, Izzy's there waiting for you. Like, I didn't yeah. want to tell you and upset you before, so, but like, Izzy's there, like, start running. Like, I mean, she's waiting for you. She can't wait to, but just the way he's gravely looking into her soul and she's looking at him with terror in her eyes. And then he's like, she's back at the camp. I was like, what the fuck was that? 
what the fuck was that? Uh, it's how Gavin gives all information. Oh like, my god! Can no you... wonder she divorced, just like practically divorced you, man. I mean, can you imagine being getting home from work and be like, "Hey, honey, have you checked the mail yet?" And he'd be like, "There's something I have to tell you <laughs> yeah. about the mail." About the mail. Like when he said that, I thought that maybe there was, and I was like, but "No, her." her legs been patched like her her prosthesis her yeah prosthesis i was like wait fine. what like, happened to izzy <laughs> yeah because when he said the thing when 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 he decides that he is going to go save his wife and levi by getting silas to take him sure silas then drugs him i which love is, silas is like it's impossible to get there you need me it's like it yeah. is extremely not it, no, you. All you have to do is just walk in a straight line, then get drugged. Apparently, that, that's it. It, that's it, it was. They didn't have to. This wasn't going through Kazad Doom. This wasn't going through a treacherous past. They weren't in the northern waste. They walked for probably an hour. One like, does not, not simply walk into the, the exiles day. camp, Jordan. What was that? One does not simply walk into the exiles camp. One does not simply do this, and it just like yeah. It what the fuck like. Just be like, you know what? No. Hey, you guy who got who who got away, can you just go with me in the general direction of where you came from? I'll find them from there. Like, clearly, they're close enough to where they where you were also. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll figure it out. But like, nope. So as soon as that fucking guy and everyone's telling you he's a lying bastard. As soon as that fucking guy is like, nah, I got to show you. It's like you're is the trap. This yeah. is a trap. Are you absolutely serious right now? You just got to 10,000 BC. Stop acting. Stop acting like a fucking child, Gavin. Yeah, he's lived through this. He knows his grandfather. Also, how do you, Gavin, how do you not know where it's located? You lived in 10,000 BC. You've done this before. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, he, obviously he has to t- go with Silas because you have to, when Silas tells you to do something, you kind of <laughs> have to do it. Like you can't, Mark Lee's cheekbones are too, too convincing. Um, <laughs> and so- I loved the moment as soon as Silas took out the skin of water. Yeah. I was like, that man's getting drugged. Right. Yeah. Just anytime a mysterious, like, guys, there's a lot of things that we try to, and wisdom we try to impart with you here, listeners. Yeah. And another bit of advice, another bit of wisdom, in addition to last week's, um, like, if you see strangers in the woods with guns, don't go with them. Yeah. If a, an ethically ambiguous character offers you water make sure he drinks from it first that's just a basic life rule great point yeah like i would love some take a swig of that yeah why don't you know what you you've been walking a long time too you have some some water first yeah grandpa otherwise you end up in exactly the situation gavin did which is that he drinks it immediately falls over mumbles you drugged me and then passes out then just passes right out yeah which is truly like I think if anybody at camp were given that that sequence of events, anybody back at the main camp would be like, "Yeah, that tracks." Yeah, like, yeah, we could have told you that was going to happen. Yeah, they're like, we, we basically even... did tell you that was going to happen. Yeah. You fucking moron. So yeah. that, so yeah, he leaves. I love that he's like, "This is how." Like, he keeps reinforcing to me. He's like, "I would never leave. I love you. You're the most important thing to me, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And then he's like, "I'm gonna just leave you here, drugged, and I know the bad guys are gonna find you." But I'm going to give you the map to get out through the tunnel system inside those mines. So because like I'm giving you this because I know that you're going to go save your family. You really couldn't 
have just you really left him in the most vulnerable position possible with individuals that were very likely to murder him just laying asleep on the ground no that was your methodology for helping him what we know from the show is that as dangerous as everything in this world seems to be nothing is as dangerous as it actually is yeah truly nothing yeah it's fine there was he knew he knew that the exiles wanted Gavin's strong shoulders to uh, to get more coal, to get more yes, to get more secret, to get more secret ore. And also, if you ask me, I'm assuming that Silas knows what the plot points are for the next six episodes. He just knows these things. Yeah, so Silas he knew. Does know. Yeah, Silas probably is like, you know what? Gavin's a main character. He's not going to die. It's fine. Do, do we think he's because he's he's now going off because he can't go back to the village because they have to try him for his crimes or something right of course you think he'll go to the tower yeah i think that's where he's headed for I sure think that's like his only option right yeah i think he's got to be headed for the tower at this point so like i feel like he's like, gonna have he a knows, reunion with the he woman he Rebecca's, almost stabbed to death yeah he knows rebecca's back there so he's got to be headed to the tower rebecca is just lurking in the woods in which the woods are all like jurassic park style fern yeah. forests yeah um which to be to be clear scientifically is not what 10,000 BC Los Angeles would have looked like. <laughs> um, 10,000 BC LA would not have had tropical forest ferns, but um, yeah. Rebecca's just like lurking in the underbrush. And so I guess she's safe for now. Yeah. She yeah. seems safe for now, but I, I have to assume that, yeah, Silas is coming after like the two of them are kind of going to be the, the two butting heads of this until they throw in another person that we have to learn. I really like that when Izzy meets Scott, she he's initially like, she's like, he's being very Scott and he's being like very mm-hmm. over eager to talk to her. And she's just doing full 21st century girl, just yeah. walk in. Yep. That's nice. Oh my okay. God. Okay. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, that's real. Yeah. That is for fucking real. The way that he was staring at her, I just want to be like, can anyone tip him off to the fact that she's, in this show, 16. A child. This she is a is, child. Like he, I mean, he, he was is a with foot taller reason. than him, yes. but a child. I mean, there's a moment where he is staring up at her and like with the look of awe on his face, which is warranted for Zira Gorecki. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that everyone should look up at her in total and utter awe and I disbelief. Would. Yes, I would too. She's so tall and pretty. She's but, magnificent. But at the same time, like Scott, she is 16. She is 16. She is. You keep talking about your friends, how important your friends are. You don't want to lie to your friends. That's your friend's fucking daughter. That's your friend's high school age ass daughter. Okay. He is. It I is. love how they like in his episode where he's like betraying people and stuff. His hair yeah. looks rumpled. Like, right. Well, that's that's how you know that he's he's a questionable. When they need to moment. like make like Scott shady, mm-hmm. they they give him like his hair looks like someone just must it very aggressively. He looks like he looks drunk. He right. looks like he's just like at the end of a night kind of drunk. Well, Jordan, it's been like nine days. He's probably going through the marijuana withdrawals. Oh, yeah. That's right. I I almost forgot that he was like the marijuana addict. With yes. this like they have totally ditched. And hey, you're going to run out of jewels at some point. But the fact that it is utterly gone from any yeah. kind of convert, like at some point where he, he somebody like he would be like i am not high enough for this like he would it was a it was an integral like part of his character it was at a all point or like this Even guy didn't leave the house without being high 
you know in episode it. or in episode eight of last season at the season finale when he sees the cow and he comes back and everyone's like are you sure that you weren't just you know yeah like everyone suggests that he hallucinated a cow because of his marijuana because use. he was high on weed yes yeah and two days later He's acting incredibly erratically and everyone's like, this seems fine. Yeah. No questions. No questions. No No. notes, Scott. Scott's being weird. You know, (laughs) but not in the way Scott is actually weird. Yeah, but it's okay. We're sure this isn't going to be a problem of any sort. Yeah. a, A very important thing happened in episode three, which is we met a Tongva man. Yes. The Tongva people have it in like this isn't the people controlling the prison camp are not tongva they have tongva people but, participating yes among the exiles mm-hmm. there is at least one tongva as who we are told are as gavin is like oh my god you're tongva and he's like the tongva are a good and gentle people like he describes mm-hmm. the virtues of the tongva which is why he knows that this guy can't be all bad. So as soon as they said Tongva, I was like, oh my God, they made the exiles savage Tongva. I didn't. And I, yet, I don't know how to feel about this. That moment when he was like, you're Tongva. Aren't, I actually was like, oh God, we're going to stop covering La Brea. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> there's, so- I really, I was shocked because it was like, yeah. they have avoided it for so long. Yeah. That it seems like, to me, that has suggested they are very aware of how touchy this is. Yeah. And it's like, okay, good recognition. So in that moment, when I thought they were going to tell us the Assassin's Creed um, were the Tongva people, I was like, this seems, I would not have guessed it was going to go, and it didn't. But this leaves the door open to... Do we think we will meet Tongva people or like like a proper tribe? Or is this them just being like, listen, here's a nod to the fact that we know we're in this area where these people would have been. And like, we're not we're not we don't not know. And we're not pretending like they don't exist. But like, hey, for those of you who know, like Easter egg to you anthropologists out there, like I because I kind of. I kind of feel like we're not gonna, maybe if we do, it's gonna be like a, he does some benevolent act. Right. And then they watch him go off with his people when he decides to leave the bad guys behind. And then the Tongva will walk off away from the narrative. I kind of feel like that's what's gonna happen. I, yeah, I, I don't think there is a good or artful way for them to basically rewrite the history of a people who don't get represented in film or television. Yeah. Normally, yeah. Um, I think their best bet, because they did like, Scott mentions in, when they first come across the village, um, that the Tongva yeah. people will not, don't have, like they lived here, but there weren't, not in these kinds of settlements. Yeah. So I was hoping that kind of we would go with that same line of like, we've obviously there, you know, as evidenced by the fact that in 1988, there's suddenly a sinkhole. So we know that we can rewrite history. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of hoping we were dealing with an alternate timeline situation where maybe Mm. we wouldn't deal with the idea that the Tongva people were colonized by the sky people and then take it like everything about it just gets weird and messy. And I don't know that they necessarily needed to do it. And I'm hoping that. Yeah, this is this one like 
random month. Obviously, this guy is going to come back. He's the only person in the yeah. exiles who had any speaking dialogue. We totally. can see his face. He's hot. Like all of those make him just check check off all the boxes for La Brea. Yeah. So I'm hoping that like. I don't know, man. I I, I, I think I'm like, there will be an acknowledgement of like, I yeah. need to get back to my people. Yeah. And then it'll be like, and the Tongva don't fuck with any of this. Like the right. Tongva stay out of all of your bullshit. And then we like never see them or something. That's like, yeah. That is kind of the only way to do it. That's the only way to do it. Which what's funny is that like the Tongva people, I there had obviously settlements all over, but like, Barrington, just if you're LA based, Barrington and Santa Monica ish, like there's, if you go up a little bit, there's a school right there. And then you can also access where their sacred, one of their sacred springs was. Oh, okay. It's really cool. Yeah. There's a sacred spring and then they have like replica Tonga hut, Tongva huts and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. um, so you can actually, I'm pretty sure that the, so I'm pretty sure that's all there. I'm pretty sure it's Tongva. Now I'm worried that I'm getting it wrong, but there is, so there's definitely like they're on the west side, so there would also be Tongvins on the west side. I just, I don't know that we need to see this. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but I am, I am excited that we're getting more like speaking parts for these, like the people who've been living in 10,000 BC. I'm yeah. happy about that. That we're getting more than just Para. Yeah. Um, but everything else with the exiles. The exiles run their camp the way that I run civilization games on my computer, where I'm just doing a really bad job of managing everything involving. (laughs) Like, they have guards, but the guard there aren't enough guards. But then there are enough guards, and they're showing up at weird times. And also, they they are. It is such an unsecured compound. It is a very poorly run operation. It is a soft target. Yeah, they have done nothing, and like, yeah, they've clearly established a like no fly zone. People don't want to really get involved with them. But, like, they had, like, we see, like, sentries standing around, like, the rim of the mine at the top. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck are they when the inmates start taking over the asylum here? Well, apparently only four at a time. There's only four guards and they switch over. We should mention, by the way, that we now have the arrival of, in lost terms, the tailies. We've got more people. We do. Who fell through the sinkhole that are now working in these mines. So they are Levi and Eve immediately are like, let's use you guys to get out of here. I promise it'll work out for you. It'll be fine, guys. We're main characters. So you guys should go along with this plan. Yeah. Nobody has bigger main character energy than Eve and Levi in everything they do. Absolutely. And I I am so glad the soap opera of that love triangle is now going to be full because I, I love Eve's out of sight, out of mind, romantic wind blown desires. It is now she's going to have to deal with both in the same time. Yep. I love in these flashbacks that we see Levi clearly angling to fuck his best friend's wife. Oh like, yeah. Levi who has kids, by the way, did we, we didn't know this what? previously. Yeah, when Levi's like leaving and he's got a wife and kids when he's going shipping out to Germany in that flashback. I thought maybe that was like. Maybe that's family. A sister? Maybe. I thought they were his kids. Because they've never been mentioned, which in a way that to a degree that would even be insane for La Brea. No, but I mean, how often have we heard Dr. Dad talk about his wife? 
We've heard him mention his right. son all of twice. Yeah. I don't think he's ever once mentioned his wife. No, I, I figured it, I, I thought like he was so overprotective of his daughter because his wife was dead. Uh, the, Who like, knows? You're all I have kind of thing, which we know is not true. Um, In which case his son is now an orphan. You would think that he would discuss that occasionally. We yeah. never hear Dr. Dad talk about any of that. Maybe his son has been adopted by Ioni Sky. Who knows? Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I somebody mistook La Brea, our, our La Brea NBC, <laughs> our La Brea NBC Instagram for the real one and tweeted at us. Uh, RP05 tweeted at La Brea NBC. Why would we root for Eve and Levi? Hashtag Team Gavin. I'm Team Gavin. I I completely support Eve kicking his ass to the curb because yes, like his idiot son tells us at one point, if someone had just believed my father, it's like, yeah, well, he didn't have to be an alcoholic who abandoned his family in addition to dealing with a mental health crisis like that. Those two things did not have to be the same. So Eve, 100 percent was alone in a marriage. She was being neglected. He was a no-show father and husband. He was dealing with shit, but he also compounded that with bad behavior that was not necessary. So I am completely, I love that she was like, no, fuck you, guy. And I like that when he, I really like that when he finally sees her again for the first time in the work camp, he doesn't try to kiss her. Yeah. There's like a clear recognition that it's like, I don't get to do that. Like he grabs her face and he's like, oh my God, it's you. But I was... Like, is he just going to run up and, like, embrace her? Like, like wrap her in his arms with a big kiss? And he doesn't. I liked that. It was, like, yeah. a respect for a boundary. And then, but, like, and then he, like, big bro hug with Levi. And then, like, as soon as they get the chance alone together, they're, like, talking about Kandahar, sharing war stories. Like, we got out of this. We can get out of that. And <laughs> Levi's, like, we had each other's. Or, no, Gavin says, we had each other's backs then. And Levi's, like, we still do. And Gavin gives him the, do we? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, now the drama's here. Now you're like, all right, I was happy to see you and I'm glad you're not dead, but that I know that you are having sex with my wife and you love her. So like, but I ultimately, I'm team Gavin now. I want, I, I'm not in the sense of like their OTP, but in the right. sense of like, I think these two crazy kids should give it another shot with a clean slate. And also I just can't see Leah, Levi as anything other than a little bit slimy because he was so clearly positioning himself to have an affair with Eve in her most desperate hour that it's like, nah, you're like, you're kind of a worm. Like, I believe you super love her, but you're also kind of smarmy. Yeah. I think, um, so my, my stance on this is I'm team thruple. We had space, we had space thruple with when worlds collide. Yeah. I want prehistoric thruple. I don't see why there's any reason that, you know, Gavin can't fulfill her emotional needs while Levi bones her down. I see no problem with that. It's 10,000 BC. There's no paternity test back then. She gets pregnant. They can just raise the baby as a family. I don't care. Listen, I want this, is a, all- this is, they are now in like a co-op. They yeah. are now in a communal society. Levi and Gavin could have a little kiss. We don't know. We, I mean, I, I would love if we could bring back a gay character into the show since we just abandoned the other two. Mm-hmm. So um, let's, let's have it be just a, a male, female, male, like just a, a big old love pile. That's what I'm rooting for with them is I cannot pick team Gavin or team Levi because I think that I am team Eve and that's, team Hey, Eve, great call. Yeah. Team hashtag team Eve means that team Eve needs all of her erogenous zones handled, including her mind, including her mind. <laughs> no, I yeah, ultimately I'm, yeah. I only want what Eve wants. Yeah. Those and... flashbacks of Levi with Eve were just like, 
she's so clearly distressed. Everything's so terrible. Like we see flashback. Eva's having flashbacks to when she and Levi first got together. And it's very clearly her marriage is in shambles. Yeah. She's having issues fixing the sink or something. And Levi is doing his like tight shirt lean against things. Totally. Stare at you because I'm in love with you thing. And it's yeah. like, come on, man. That's not what she needs right now. No. She it's needs not. to just like go handle this plumbing problem that she's yeah. having. And what are friends for? It's like are friends for manipulating someone into having a romantic relationship with you when they're extremely vulnerable? Is that what friends are for? Because yeah. I think that's that's what you're here for, Levi. You, you know that Levi at some point used the, said to her, come on, be selfish for once. <laughs> yeah. You know he said that to her. Because Levi that's... knows how hot he is. Levi right. knows how hot he is. I mean, Levi is incredibly hot. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Gavin is a sexy man. Levi yeah. punches over his, like, Liam punches him down. Like, that's yeah. Levi. Keep going. Yeah, and that's, and that's Gavin when Gavin isn't having hallucinations that could be blamed, that could be blamed on alcohol. Like, when Gavin is also clearly disheveled and drinking in a car, as we see him at the beginning of episode one of the of the series. Yeah. Yeah, I could see why you would go for Levi. But I think Levi definitely made a lot of choices that we're supposed to identify as romantic. And I mostly don't think they are. And I it really went a long way with me when after he sees Eve and he just like embraces her and then they're in the jail cell together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know about you, too. Yeah. And I get it. He is, he's not a, he's not a dude about it. He's like, I, I, I abandoned you and you lost faith in me. And it's now my job to earn that back. So like, no, I'm not, he's, and I don't think maybe in like the fit of anger, he might say something he doesn't mean kind of situation, but I don't think it's going to be like a recurring character feature that he actually doesn't mean that. And he's yeah. going to like use it against her. I really think he's like, listen, I wouldn't have fucking believed me, but look, this is so crazy. Who yeah. could have possibly, you were totally alone. That was on me. But like, guess what? We are in extraordinary circumstances and my priorities are clear. And like, I'm I'm coming back for you. I want to start over. And I cannot wait to watch Gavin and Levi get in a fist fight over Eve. I'm so excited for men physically fighting over Eve. <laughs> what you know, I'm not you know excited that... for is Josh inevitably coming back and yeah. like giving his mom a patronizing fucking talk. Oh my god. About how she betrayed the family. Oh my god. I can't stand people speaking warmly of Josh when Scott's like, "Hey, don't worry about your brother like he's great and he takes care of people and like he protected what is her name sarah or something like he protected the girl that he's got a crush on that he's totally xander harrising so like yeah they're gonna be fine it's like no i would say she keeps his ass out of trouble he's not she's not his fucking charge she's i think older than him yes she is, she is at least a year older than he is she's, she's older than him she's not a fucking chode like him like no josh sucks yeah the on episode three was my favorite episode of this entire series purely because we didn't have josh appear once and i was very conflicted with episode two because on the one hand we have jo- we have josh in 1988 but on the other hand we have the appearance of a new character who is a geologist we have a conspiracy theorist geologist who is right and you know what that's like that is a tough one for me to walk away from guys because <laughs> yeah. a conspiracy theorist geologist like Give him, inject that right into my veins normally, but then he's paired with Josh. 
Well, and, and uh, the information ugh. that he reveals to them, he sees them at the sinkhole, then he follows them to like some food stand, like a hot dog stand. And the girl's like, that guy was by the sinkhole. And Josh yeah. is like, so? And ugh. she's like, no, he seems like suspicious. What if he's following us? You're being paranoid. Shut the fuck up, Josh. And so then she goes and calls him out like, what are you doing? Are you following us? Turns out he knows he's aware of these sinkholes. Yeah. And he has met he has determined through geological specialization when these when one of these things happen, it sends out like an energy response that like allows him to predict when and where they're going to happen again. Question. He said he's, it's like, he's concerned about one appearing off the coast of LA, right? Yes. Why? And then he's like, the the bad part is, is like, it's going to cause the biggest like tidal wave man has ever seen. And it's going to like wipe out the coast, Malibu, Venice, yeah. Santa Monica. Why would a sinkhole cause a tidal wave? That's a great question, Jordan. Because doesn't that just suck water down? One would think. One would think. I mean, so like, is this La Brea science? I was I like, think this, this, this is this I was is like, La Brea science. I know that I don't know how this stuff works. Yeah. But it's so, not like a shockwave that makes water surge. It's literally something that would appear and suck water away from the shore into the gaping maw. Maybe it would drain the fucking Pacific Ocean. Yeah. But a tidal wave? So, to just the way that tsunamis work is tsunamis work by displacement. So, um, if you have a fault off of the coast, um, what generally happens is that it happens normally in subduction zones, particularly you have two plates coming together. Yeah. One plate goes beneath the other, yeah. the other plate gets pushed up a little bit. And that com- combination causes a surge of water to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have, you need to have that displacement happening in this right. case. There is like from everything we've seen about like from everything we've seen with the, what's it called? With the with the sinkholes, with the La Brea sinkhole and then the Seattle sinkhole, it's just a hole. It's, it's not like, hole. yeah, it's not causing earthquakes or- Yeah, when ho- the Hollywood motion. sign falls into that sinkhole, yeah. there isn't like a quake in LA. Exactly. It just starts crumbling in on itself. Yeah, so I mean, the thing is, is that if we were dealing with a situation where there was a, a subsequent earthquake, yes, that could cause a tidal, a tsunami of some sort. From what we've been given and the information we've been given, no, this would not cause any sort of tsunami. Um, it's so weird to introduce that when all you have to have as your problem yeah. is a sinkhole will swallow Venice, Santa Monica, and Malibu. Yeah, all of downtown LA. Is, like, the biggest sinkhole ever recorded is going to consume the entire coast. Yeah. That's all also, you have. You don't have to throw in a tidal wave. But that's, that's La Brea for you. That's like, La Brea. You don't need the it. hat. You don't need the hat on the hat. And yet La Brea is like, hold on. Here's my Dr. Seuss hat. With the top <laughs> hat on top. <laughs> It's, so yeah, it's I was completely like, All right. unnecessary. Yeah. I'm wondering if the intuitive thought on this one is the accurate one. And it sounds like it is. Oh, yeah. So great. Uh, I I I love the I hope I, I think it's funny that this is a like a thing that they're dealing with, because all I really want to see is them running up the Hollywood Hill and just diving into a hole. I want to see right. them. I want to see Josh and girl running up a hill with a bunch of men chasing them and then just 
swan diving directly into the hole. Yeah. Yeah. And I want the geologist to come with them now because you know he wants to go to 10,000. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, once they're like, we came from 10,000 BC, he's going to be like, take me with you. This man has no attachments. This man, this man's life is science. Even if he did have attachments, if you told me, hey, here's a portal into 10,000 BC, I would have to really think about whether or not I was going to jump into it. I, I bet really that would think be, about it. Considering how much you like debate with yourself about like moving to the Mountain West now. Yeah. You had 10,000 BC as an option. I can see that being a real. Yeah. Real like I would self talk. I would have a Mary Poppins style bag to of like modern amenities to bring with me yeah like I'm not going there without my snail mucin for my face but yeah yeah that's a tough one and particularly if the scientist can then predict them that means he has the potential way to get back mm-hmm. that is so true so even better and then even you know those better and you know those tower people can get in and out or they're figuring out a way to get in and yeah out. I think I really think there's going to be a stargate in there yeah because I feel like if you don't do that Unless you can bring materials in and out of the hole. I, like, I agreed. Unless you can replenish your supplies from the present through an easy access portal, you can't build that tower. They had to get the fucking nanotechnology through there. Yeah. And also, like, you have to get all the contractors who are going to build it Yep, back through it. Unless they're going to kill them all, which I guess is what you're going to do if you build a top secret tower. I guess you do kill all the contractors afterwards. They were a bunch of people like you who were like, you know what? 10,000 BC. It's kind of worth it. Sounds pretty good. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff, but megafauna. I, <laughs> megafauna. I, and we I I really God the the thing I want most to be true is that Ioni Sky is in charge at the tower. I know I know that you're really pulling for that. I don't I don't I think know. that's what's going to happen, Jordan. No, it's 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 so much more likely mm-hmm. that 10,000 BC allows Izzy to regenerate a leg. It is more likely that 10,000 BC will actually end up being like inside of a snow globe yeah. than it is that it's I It's the St. Elsewhere situation. Yeah, it's the St. Elsewhere. We're not, she wasn't in any of the materials for season two. I really don't think that we're getting Ioni Sky again. This is such I trash. know it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And I, I really had him. I did. Shouts out to acting. I really was I, like these two episodes. I was like, you know what? Natalie Z fucking delivers, man. The emotional truth mm-hmm. in her fraught feelings over this love triangle, her running up to her daughter. Natalie Z is the high watermark of acting integrity on this show. Oh, yeah. God. Natalie Z is the only one who doesn't actively telegraph every thought that her character Absolutely true. It could be that Natalie Z is the only actor in this show. And everyone the else only... is just people they found in Australia. They're like, yeah, this uh, the works. The only on. honest to God veteran actor is natalie z she is showing up and playing this 100 percent straight mm-hmm. there's no winking there is no nodding she is in a drama oh yeah and, and she's and she's and, great and she's doing it and she's great and like it is i am i am glad that she is so compelling to watch because otherwise eve would be insufferable yeah eve would be i, I think that's a that's that is especially a, that is Really, I think the biggest testament to yeah. what Natalie Z brings to Eve is that Eve on paper 
fucking sucks. Eve's yeah. a Ted Mosby. <laughs> Eve is like, uh, Eve is that main character where every supporting character around her is more fun to watch. Yeah. Except because Natalie Z is bringing it. I love Eve plot lines. I love spending time with her. I want to know what she's going to do next. Yeah, I would. In I her loved, leather I loved in, coat. <laughs> I loved at the beginning of episode three when everyone was like, so after the tribe takes all of the, after Pyro's tribe takes all the food back and everyone's like, what are we going to do? Eve isn't here to hunt anymore. <laughs> yes. What are you going to do without Natalie Z to hunt yep. rabbits? Yep. Yeah. And then you guys and then, are of course curling her guy. I'm not going to go back to eating mushrooms. <laughs> I I love that it like, God, these people and these fucking mushrooms, man. Like, hey. oh, no, they got wet. Can't eat them. Like, I'm not going back to eating mushrooms. It's like it's not like he like he didn't say, like, I'm not going to go back to like eating my own shit. Yeah. Like, that is the way when it's it's like, um, how hungry are you, though? Because I think you'll go back to eating mushrooms like okay if you're not gonna go back to eating mushrooms starve to death like that's your call also though it really speaks to how poorly planned you guys like this is unintentionally i think a great this is unintentionally creating a really nice like colonizer settler versus native people situation yeah. because of the fact that's like what was your plan because you guys don't know native foods that you can eat, and you apparently have not learned that from the tribe. No. You have not figured out how to hunt on your own without her. Without, they have um, not asked, they have, like, not asked a single, like, you can lead a horse to water, but you, like, what is it, like, yeah. give a man a, give a man a fish, you can eat yeah. today, teach a man a fish, and he'll eat forever. They have not asked a single question about how to metaphorically fish. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as, I'm not gonna go back to eating mushrooms, in my head, I'm like, there are alternatives if you guys had actually been like figuring out how to survive here instead of just going, oh, God, we're all going to die. Wait, never mind. We can rely on the native tribe here. Yeah, we like, can exploit an, it, the yeah. indigenous population. I was watching. I was like, oh, so this is how Thanksgiving actually worked. <laughs> yeah. It was just such a wild like, again, it has only been nine days. But one of the first fucking things I would learn is what are things that I can eat in the wild? And yeah, like, you, because not point, only do these things, like. These people have learned, like, learned the land and learned, but, like, yeah. they have surely an encyclopedic knowledge of what found items in the landscape are safe and edible. Yes. That's how you start. No shit. Yeah. And for some reason, none of the people, the sinkhole people, have taken five seconds to be like, let me learn. Let me just go out into the wild and, like, see what other animals are eating, and then yeah. I'll figure out what I what's not going to kill me. There was no game plan in place, which... To be fair, for nine days, I believe. Yeah. For nine La Brea days, nine La Brea I days. Don't believe. Like That's the nine thing. La Brea days. If there were nine of... normal days, yeah. no way. But the amount that happens in nine days in La Brea, these people should have full stalks of corn grown mm -hmm. by now. They should have entire rows of crops yeah. fruiting. They, like, they that know is what happens in La Brea time. They should know how to construct a basic snare. These are things they should know how to do at this point because it's been nine days and curly haired guy is sick of eating mushrooms. <laughs> and like you, you should be able to season them, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And like we've seen like his mom died by a river. Go fish. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go fishing. There's none of that. There's no, but then Dr. Dad is like, we can do it. We can hunt and gather. 
We, the, it's like, all right, get out there, man. You're broken back healed. You're not paralyzed anymore. Yeah. Also, did you miss episode three? You guys can't hunt and gather. We've already covered this. Right. <laughs> like, we can hunt and gather. Okay. That's like whenever you see someone on Twitter who's like, I just want to go and live off of the oh, land and God. have a farm. And you're like, Fuck ah, me. you're somebody who's ever tried growing fruits and vegetables on your own before, aren't you? <laughs> even on your, like, your back patio, even yeah. in your stoop. Yeah. Because as soon as you try growing one plant that needs to provide sustenance for you, you realize how fucking hard. Like, that was the worst. I am now completely chained to um, my backyard vegetable garden because it neither provides enough for me to actually live off of, yeah. nor does it provide so little that I can justify killing it all. So I'm just stuck in this limbo space of like, well, here's 20 tomato, cherry tomatoes. Yeah. So no, you can't go Janine and live, <laughs> off, uh, and live off the grid and just raise tomatoes and make your own and make your own clothes. It's hard to do that. Likewise, Dr. Dad. Yeah, it's hard to do just that. hunt and gather. Not in the modern era and certainly not in 10,000 BC. Not easily. <laughs> like, good luck hunting down that woolly rhinoceros, dude. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly but right. I did appreciate that they were immediately as soon as as soon as main character Eve is gone, that whole camp is just screwed. It really it's a testament to how important we know she is. It's yeah. not just us like standing her it's like no they're falling apart without her she's all we know about her is that she was like i think she was an office manager in her regular life <laughs> yeah. and now she is queen of the she is yeah, she's, she's never queen going of back the sinkhole people she wouldn't even choose to go back at this point she's made a new life for herself she doesn't yeah. they don't need josh he Gosh. can they know he's fine he'll he's oh <sighs> he's fine he's in nineteen about him and it's like yeah, he's in 1988 he's in there's no better time for a young white man than 1988. Like, no, and he looks Let him go. aesthetically like he's already from that time. Yeah. And he knows to buy Apple stock. He'll be fine. You are exactly right. You are exactly right. All yeah. he needs to do is like live in a fucking cardboard box and earn enough money to put however much you can by the time Apple goes for an IPO. Yeah. You've bought, you've cleaned up by the apple stock. stock by the microsoft stock and then apple, by amazon microsoft, stock. fucking xerox man like no you... amazon 1988 you're 10 years away from app from amazon happening like be an early investor he will be fine the only thing he's not going to do is stop 9 11 because josh sucks but like otherwise josh is going to be okay yeah josh could c- become the richest man in the world god Ugh. he's in great shape he like absolutely he's gonna become the richest man in the world i hate him yeah, he really could. Yeah. If he, like, you know, he's a kid. I'm not expecting him to have, like, old sports aware. But if he can remember any fucking game that any yeah. team won ever, bet on it. Like, oh, yeah. Create your seed money with, like, casual bets on football games. Like, make some good, make some good decisions, Josh. Leave the woman alone and just go invest some fucking money. Yeah. Leave, leave leave the girl alone oh. bet on the fucking oscars like be like god i've heard of that one movie it's like okay take a guess if yeah. it won best picture like go for it there's any number of he is so set and well no one's gonna look at him and be like you're a witch like there's not there's no concerns <laughs> this isn't like the other time traveling concerns one might have like no he's just gonna be seen as being like particularly astute yeah he'll be fine <laughs> no one's gonna think he's a witch well that's a concern if you and i oh you're back in absolutely time. right yeah. even if we travel back to the reagan era people are like hmm 
We should burn her. She's a witch. Go to the like, University of Oregon and be like, Phil Knight, I want to help you with your shoe, your athletic shoe dreams. Yes. Become employee number one at Nike. The world is his oyster. Go pitch Beauty and the Beast to Disney. <laughs> Go pitch Toy Story. Problem solved, Josh. You're absolutely right. Honestly, time traveling is completely wasted on Josh because Josh sucks so hard Josh that he has so no much. creativity to do anything. He even like, God, there just has to be ways that he can vest money into his future self. I, anyway, he anyway. should do that. God, I didn't even think about the fact that, yeah, he could even just like take out a bond for his future, like put the yeah. money in the stock market for his future self. Travel back to 10,000 BC, pick up the fam, go back to modern day. Yeah. And now you've Marty McFly the whole thing. Yeah. You, 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 that stock vested and it's now trading at $500 a share. God. And look at that. We've got a thousand of them. It would be, God, it's so wasted on Josh. It is. It's wasted on Josh. Uh, so thank God Zira is the one I know. in 10,000 BC now. And hopefully they cut to 1988 as little as possible. Yeah, I love the fact that we didn't get any of it in episode three and that we got like some of it in episode. Like the problem that we're going to start having now because there are these, like at least they removed the 2000, the 2022 timeline. Yeah, we're out of the present basically. But they're starting to have the problem of like everyone's got their own plots. Yeah, and not enough plots are intertwining. And so like we had with Scott and Rebecca where they just straight up weren't in episode two. Yeah. Like they go into, they go down into the steps and then like into the secret exit. And then we for, just find out later it didn't work. Right. Which I feel like she should have known, anticipated that she would need. Like, how did she get all the way there? Are there no security cameras? It, yeah. I don't did know. they just, <clears throat> did they walk up to a door and she just like, all right, guess that's a failed plan. Like, and then they turned around. Like, yeah, nothing more dramatic happened when they tried to subterranean infiltrate the super secret tower. But also, apparently, Scott has seen something because he believes her enough to want to do. This is true. Like, he, that's the thing. Is yes. that Scott's very clearly like on board to help her. And then he'll he'll ask her questions. She'll be like, I tell you what you need to know. Yeah. Which is she's got a very like her way of speaking to Scott is exactly the way that he should be spoken to (laughs) while also having a little bit of an edge of like anytime that she finishes a sentence, it could end with the word maggot. (laughs) It's true. Like just because of the way she's delivering it, there's just a real, like a real DS vibe to it. But also no, Scott should not know at any given time, anything more than he needs to know to put a foot in front of the next. No, she's absolutely right. Because like even when he's given a simple task of break into Silas's hut in in the special in the little in the little town, he's like muttering the instructions under his breath of how to get to yeah, Silas's he's, hut. He's losing his fucking mind. He can't do it. He is mumbling 12 steps forward, 17 steps. Fucking insane. Like, and he's just traveling with two other people. All he has to do is not let the two other people he's traveling with know that he's up to something. Yeah, he needs to not be like visibly crazy. And that's it. Yeah. So I I Rebecca, Dr. Rebecca is right. Don't tell Scott anything more than he needs to know. No, ice out Scott. Ice out Scott. Agreed. I I still have no idea where the show is going. I'm thrilled. Me neither. I love that. I'm thrilled the map that Silas gave Gavin was never used in any way, shape, or form. Like we get that map. Maybe yeah. it'll come back in a later episode. It's supposed to help Gavin and rescue Eve and Levi from the from the tunnels. But instead, 
Levi and Eve are like, no, that won't work. That's dumb. Let's do our plan instead. And that doesn't work. But somehow yeah. they escape. And and Gavin knows that he's in the doghouse. And so he just kind of just has to do whatever he wants to do at yeah. this point. It's tough when two thirds of the throuple gang off on you. Yeah, that's a real. Yeah, that's kicking the legs of the chair out from under you on that one. <laughs> I have to say, I. <clears throat> at two, as we as we come to the end, I listened. I listened back to the Earthfall episode. I made myself laugh so hard <laughs> talking about the explosives. It was so good. It was like that was truly next level disaster movie. Nuke it and no questions asked. Like yeah. the idea of all of those nukes n- not being as powerful as exploding a natural gas reserve. Mm. Sure. Uh, wow. Just it's perfect. It's perfect disaster movie logic. Extraordinary. That was some La Brea ass logic. Oh, yeah. I could Earthfall. totally see. I could see La Brea coming up with a scheme very similar to Earthfalls. Absolutely. Sure. The most like con- they would come up with a whole fucking Rube Goldberg machine. Uh-huh. And you would have to turn the doorknob like that would be the entire thing. Well, that's I mean, that's what even Levi's plan is essentially just uh, is totally in this uh, to escape the mines is completely just we have to use 14 nukes to blow up a gas reserve is essentially what they're like, Okay, we're going to have the prisoner fake a heart attack, which. Yeah, it's like it's like Mike Wazowski going using mainly spoons. It's like bold to assume that any guard is going to care that one of their prisoners is having a heart attack. Like, yeah. Have when, we seen I, that any was what I was like, what, they're not just going to stab the guy? Like, yeah. they'll go find more slave labor. I don't think they're opposed to raiding your camp. Yeah, this is not, which I, how have they not done that yet? Yeah, like, maybe they don't fuck with the tribe because that's a harder lift, but you have all these sitting ducks out yeah. here? What we've learned, though, so I just saw this great graphic today where they tagged um, a bunch of wolves around like the Illinois area or not Illinois. I don't know where it was. They tagged a bunch of wolves and they could see that the wolves never overlap their territories. It's like mm. little perfect. Yeah, you okay. see exactly how they never once overlap their territory. That's fascinating. It was amazing. And then, of course, the the tweet response of it was like that instead of saying that instead of saying we raised by wolves. Clearly, the wolves have great manners. We should be like, we are we raised by the British? Yeah, <laughs> because wolves respect boundaries. Um, True, but yeah, it, I don't know if maybe like this is a wolf situation where it's like, well, you know, we just don't go outside of our little territory, and we just have to hope that our that we can get our our slaves, you know, by chance. And yeah, luck no, and I believe stumble. that. I believe the Assassin's Creed men. Yeah, uh, would or don't, play by those rules. Yeah, they don't venture out beyond their little area. Totally, why not? It was, it, yeah, the, the whole game plan they had for how to escape was um, rinky-dink. Yeah. The way <laughs> yeah. I'd like to describe that. Yeah, it was real JV. It was it was a terrible plan. I I appreciated the the kind of wherewithal to try. It was yeah. not a great plan. And ultimately, the, the escape that they do um, manage. Yes. Is, uh, that was a good, that was a, for, for what? This show is working with that was a good action sequence. The the hitting guys with shovels and the tossing shovels to each right. other and the like that was I was like oh they put this together really well this looks good I was impressed by that. Yeah, I liked it. I I did also like the moment when everyone so the the draw the little like gate is coming down 
everyone escapes and then Levi and Gavin are the ones holding it up. And everyone, instead of fleeing, just stands there to stand. Just stands there. They're like, well, we're blood brothers with this guy. So we're going to wait. Yeah, till he gets out of everyone's we all have to see which of Eve who which guy Eve's going to go with. It is on the fact that he survives because this is the bachelor. Right. The bachelor 10,000 B.C. Bachelorette 10,000 B.C. Honestly, both Gavin and Levi are better options than pretty much any guy who's been on the bachelorette for the last five years. So I believe that. Oh, God, I can take your word for that. Yeah, it's been bad. It's been bleak. But I again, rooting for the thruple. I think that, you know, they've all bonded through this experience. Yeah. And uh, now is a time where they can start bunking up together in the school bus. <laughs> Just sounds good to me. Little little cuddle pile. Yet again, I cannot wait uh, till till I watch episode four. I am so looking for again. This is I told you that episode what was it episode three. I was like, this is the first time that I or at end of episode, episode two, two was the one I was like, I need to see what happens next. And I'm feeling I'm really feeling that. Just got to got to keep going with it. Bye. Yeah, I, I don't know what this show's ratings are at this point. I hope it's still trucking and that we will be surprised yet again by a season three pickup. Give us that season three pickup. We need it. I need it in my life. Yeah, I need this purity. I need this pure good thing. Yes. Agreed. All right. Well, Jordan, next week we have, we're, you know, we haven't done an international movie in a while. We have not. It is and time to return. Yeah, we always we always have a good time with those. So we've got, I'm psyched about this too. I know you are as well. 2019's yes. Skyfire. So this is a Chinese movie. It was their first, like, it's their first blockbuster, like disaster movie blockbuster. Uh-huh. And it is about, of course, a volcano. And this movie, in addition to the cast of, like Chinese actors also yeah. has Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs and is so, directed by Simon West. Yeah. So, okay, this I'm should be a fascinating international co-pro. It's got 2.4 uh, 2.4 stars on Letterboxd, which to me suggests that it's going to be horribly misunderstood and in fact a fucking jam of a movie. That's exactly the business that we're in here. Yeah, I it completely is. agree. So this is streamable on Hulu. Um, you can also, of course, rent it on iTunes, Amazon, etc. Um, yes, the the it looks like the Hulu version is English dub only. Okay. So if you are a uh, subs fan, which I am, perhaps a, a renting option for you. And you know what? Simon West, I'll keep coming back to the guy who had the three-movie run of Con Air, The General's Daughter, and Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. That That's, is right where I live. That is truly, if you asked me to like create a movie profile of Jordan, that wouldn't be inaccurate. There's not quite enough death. I don't think, it's not going to take you too far afield. But yeah, it's definitely like a good portion of Jordan's brain is those three, could be described as those three movies. Yeah, and you can make that argument. I'm super excited just to watch a movie that's set on the Ring of Fire. <laughs> yeah. And has fucking Jason Isaacs, one of my sure. all-time faves. Uh, truly took me a little while. Seeing Jason Isaacs, because I'd seen it when this first came out. Like, I remember we talked about this movie and I was in my head, was really struggling because Jason Isaacs and Chris Isaacs to me are one of those like name switches that I yeah, can't always you, get Yeah, your past. mind does that. Yeah. And so in my head, I was, and Chris Isaacs is also an actor. Yeah. And so in my head, I'm just like, hmm, that's a weird choice for Chris Isaacs to make, but I'm in for it. So Jason Isaacs also works. Yeah, uh, very much. 
I'm excited to go on this next adventure. So that's what we've got coming up next week. All right. But in the meantime, Jordan, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jorcru, J-O-R-C-R-U. And uh, you can find the Feeling Scene pod, which you should. We're continuing to do wonderful interviews that I'm very proud to have done. Uh, and the Ots pod is currently in business. Talking about movies like Jason X and The Ruins and uh, how Britney Spears is responsible for Jason X. So tune in to find out why and how. And yeah, uh, I'm, I'm around in those kinds of places. And, uh, you know, if you're at if you're at a little film festival called Film Quest soon, you can watch Give Me an A, the anthology film that I was a producer on uh, if you are a festival goer. So, hey, give it a shot. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're getting this, that you actually get to go and see your movie at festivals. That's fucking awesome, Jordan. Very incredible. I love the experience and I want to do it over and over again. It's pretty great. So um, I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter and then we're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disaster girls pod at gmail.com. Um, if you take a few seconds to please rate and review us, give us five stars on yeah. Apple, on Spotify, uh, walk up to people and just tell them I'm giving Disaster Girls podcast five stars. Any of those things would be appreciated. Yeah. You guys have been doing an awesome job. A bunch of people have been doing a great job lately of tagging us and mentioning us as podcast recommendations. Thank you guys. Yeah, that's, that's super really nice helpful. of you. Thank you. It's really nice. It makes a huge difference, um, not just because you're helping us get word out, but the more listeners that we have, the more people that can find us, um, which means that we can keep doing this. So thank you guys for that. And uh, we'll be back next week with Skyfire. See you in the Skyfire, everyone. Yeah. Bye.